Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. We bless you, Jesus. For you are faithful, you are awesome in all of your ways. Thank you, Father, for your grace. Thank you for everything that you are doing around us. Thank you for everything you are doing in us. Thank you for your move this season. Thank you for your spirit that is brooding across territories. Raising men according to your plan, according to your intent. Preserving the kingdom destinies. Thank you, Jesus, for tonight. Thank you for yesterday. Thank you for this school. Thank you for this equipping upon the saints that you are preserving for this end time most. Father, we bless you. We appreciate you. Thank you for your word that has come unto us expressly, transforming us, building us up unto every good works. Father, I bless you for every soul that has been listening to us from the beginning. Because there is a seed that has been planted into every one of us, yielding every good fruit, even as you prune us. Lord, I ask that these words that have been coming unto us, that you anoint these words, and that it begins to transform us, it begins to make us better, and make us skilled in handling kingdom businesses. Lord, tonight I ask that you anoint your word again. The transformative ability is in your word. Father, let it go forth tonight. The liberating abilities in your world, let it go for tonight. Lord, I ask even for this school, the purpose is such that we'll be able to go and practically multiply in this kingdom. Not necessarily to raise a church, not necessarily to increase numbers of a fellowship, but to increase men in this kingdom, to make men realize what the bridge is to make men realize what you have done for them in eternity. Father, we ask that these our desires be met, Lord, as we give ourselves unto every good work, that you may receive all the glory, and that the world may know that you have sent Jesus indeed. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I say good evening to everyone listening right now. I hope we all have a, we all had a very good day. I want to really appreciate everyone that has been joining us right from the beginning of this school. Yesterday we had a little issue with um, connecting, a little network issue, but we're able to uh, come up live after a few minutes. But thank God we are back now. So, so far, we've been able to cover few things. Not necessarily few, but important things, which is um, instrumental 
to engaging the purpose of this school, which is evangelism and prayers. Right, but we've been highlighting evangelism the most starting from Sunday. We've been speaking on some elements, some subjects that uh, is very important to this school. Right. So, as we have been paying attention, I would like that we continue to pay attention. And um, as we note all these things, I believe that we'll be better. We'll be better. So, right. We've spoken about several outlines. We spoke about God. We spoke about man. We spoke about the devil, Satan, Lucifer. Of course, these three, they are reflecting to a particular person. A part, not person, not a man, but I'm talking of a particular identity. A particular identity. And I told you about who Lucifer is. We spoke about um, he being a cherub, a covering cherub, and also an archangel. And I told us what Lucifer is, a light holder, the morning star, the brightness. And um, also I told us about man being the super creative result of the Godhead, the excellent manifestations of God's creative abilities. And it was created in the likeness and the very image of God. I told us how that God is the Alpha Omega, the one who sits upon the throne. He created the heavens and the earth, living things, crawling things, the ones that lives, that has life in the waters, the one that flies above the skies. And all things were created by Him and for Him. So we were able to establish all that. And we spoke about um, the fall of Lucifer, how that. He, he encouraged, he, 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 he entertained pride and rebellion. He entertained pride, which led to rebellion in his heart. In, in his attempts to invade the heavens, God threw him out. God threw him out. And um, he influenced about one third of the angels. And um, they left with him, they fell with him. And these angels, they, they are now the demons that we have right now because they fell to the earth from their estate. And the result was the earth destruction, which made the earth lose its form, which made the uh, face of the earth become void and darkness filled it. And um, it was without shape. Right? So, for this very reason, the serpent was made present upon the earth, right? Who visited the woman in the Garden of Eden, speaking to her against the commandment of the Lord, who says that of all the trees in this garden you might eat, but the, the tree of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you should not eat. And um, at that point, the devil convinced the woman making her realize 
how that she will be like God if she eats of this. And she did eat, and um, truly, they knew good, they had the knowledge of good and evil, right? Disobeying God, rebelling against the commandments. And this brought sin into the life of man. And I spoke about why man was created, forced to replenish the earth and subdue the earth. That was the purpose. But since man disobeyed, and um, God was preventing man from being permanent in his sinful state, he wanted a way out to keep man from remaining in the fallen state forever. First, he took them out of the Garden of Eden as we spoke yesterday. And I told us that the Garden of Eden is an oasis, oasis, a secluded area where just like you are having a GRA, what we call a GRA, where a very secluded place out of the surrounding. That is why they said God comes in the cool of the day. In a place that has been actually cultured for for man a pleasant place has been cultured for man all right so god had to send him out of the garden of eden to cultivate to till the ground where man was formed and i told us that man was formed from the dust of the earth right his body was formed from the dust of the earth and the breath of god made him a living soul establishing what the scripture says that the first adam was a living soul was made a living soul and the last adam a quickening a quickening spirit right so and um to prevent man from eating of the tree of life after that he had eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil which caused man to sin violating the commandment of god if man went ahead to eat the tree of the tree of life after that he had eaten the tree of the knowledge of good and evil it will become permanently in the state of sin and there won't be any remedy there won't be any chance for him to retrace his ways there won't be any sacrifices or atonement to take him out of that state so the bible records that man was being sent out of the garden and the cherub was set at the east of the garden to protect the tree of life and a, a flaming swinging sword flashing blade with flashing blade was also positioned at that place to protect and guard the way to the tree of life so that man does not really go back there and eat of the tree of life thereby condemning himself in the state of sin right so i'm trying to recap till that point so and I spoke yesterday about Adam being the connection to every man. Adam being the connection to every man. I told us that Adam is not just a man. Like we all think. Adam is from the root word Adam. Which means mankind. And I illustrated yesterday saying that the same way we claim abraham blessing though we don't know abraham physically we have not seen him we've not met with him but yet we chose to claim his blessings the same way 
the same law connects us to Adam seeing that we were in his bowels from creation right and I said that the same way you were in the loins of your father while he was in primary school while he was in secondary school while he went to institution and any other places that he had been the same way we were in the bowels of Adam right so when Adam sinned we sinned when Adam fell we fell right so that was why the Bible says that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God Romans 3 right then yesterday we spoke about the bailouts that is the bridge to getting man back to the arms of the father restoring the fellowship of man with the father and I said that it is through the gospel that God works to take people from death to life remember that the scripture says that we have been trans translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son all right so and we remembered how Philippians chapter 2 said something that um, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God right so he came as a man though is a divinity a divine being as recorded in John that the word um, dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as of the glory of the only begotten son full of grace and truth right so the gospel is the bailout and when you say the gospel the gospel explains the birth it explains the life it explains the sufferings it explains the crucifixion the death the resurrection the ascension and um, how god is being ex how christ is being exalted at the right hand of the father right and also how that we are seated with him in heavenly places how that we have been baptized into his death and we have been raised into the newness of life right so declaring the good news everything god has done in restoring man unto himself right and i told us that in the similitude of what happened in isaiah chapter 6 verse 8 where the bible records saying that whom shall i send and a voice also spoke that here i am send me i said that was a pattern of what happened exactly though in isaiah chapter 6 verse 8 it wasn't jesus speaking but that was a pattern of the meeting that was held on how humanity can be saved right so the gospel i told you is all about christ the gospel is all about christ and nothing more so when you're preaching the gospel it's not about your job it's not about how you got your job it was not how, about how you wanted to fall from a bicycle or a bike or you wanted to hit your head upon a, a wall it's not about that the gospel is entirely about christ when you're communicating the gospel it is centered around christ it is not centered about your job it is not centered about how you ate it is not centered about how much salary you you have collected or god had made you to 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 collect it is not about how much promotions you have in your place of work that is not the business about the gospel the gospel is purely and totally about christ so when communicating the gospel you are trying to communicate christ in his fullness what happened 
before he came, why he came, when he came, what he did, after he left, where he seated, the position of man before he came, the position of man when he came, the position of man after he came. It is centered about Christ. So when you're communicating, because I've had many people in a bit to evangelize, they spoke about how they wanted to die and God saved them. Meanwhile, remember that God causes rain, causes it to rain upon the sinners and upon the believers, right? So there are so many things that you cannot explain as the gospel, right? There are so many unbelievers that have better salaries than you do. There are so many unbelievers that have better jobs than you do, add numbers of promotion than you do, right? So that is not an explanation of the gospel. But there is one thing that an unbeliever does not have that a believer has and which have been established in Christ alone, right? So the gospel is to be centered around Christ. That's why I said the gospel explains starting from the birth and to the ascension and to the glorification of the Son, Christ, right? So listen to this very well. Anything that is outside Christ in a bit to explain the gospel is off track right we know god is capable of giving us jobs capable of giving us good wives and husbands giving us good houses but meanwhile the gospel is centered around what around christ are you with me so and when you're talking about um christ in his person though he be divine remember he said that he thought it not robbery to be equal with god so that means the Father, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They are one. Right? That is why they said they are Trinity. It is Trinity. Right? Three in one. Right? So the three of them, they are one. For example, we use the example of the egg, the yolk, the albumen, whatever. We use that to explain the Trinity. We also see the sun, the heat, and the light. We explain the trinity with the sun the heat and the light you only you only see the sun it has the effect of the heat and the sun also produces light but yet it is still the sun right so that explains it now the son of god which is jesus christ god the son came in a body conceived by the holy spirit and this has been established in a prophecy several years before he was being born by prophet Isaiah, who was a prophet, a man. We saw that in Isaiah chapter, Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. Let's, let's read Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. Yeah, Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. It says that, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive. Did you see? A virgin shall conceive. That is, not by a man, but by something supernatural. <clears throat> and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. So a virgin shall conceive, and shall call his name Emmanuel. The same thing was recorded in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. Which says that for unto us the child is born, Unto us the Son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, 
the Prince of Peace. Right. So that is an explanation about the prophecy that was made about Christ. Right. Okay. So that is one. Also, an angel. These angels also spoke about his coming. Spoke about his person. As you can see in Luke chapter 1, verse 32 33, it was spoken about by the, by the prophets, also spoken by the angels. Luke chapter 1, verse 30, it says, And the angels said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Yes, it says that, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son. And shall call his name Jesus. Remember, this is starting with Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Right? So, he was being spoken about by a man and also by an angel. We saw the same thing in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20 to 25. Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 to 25. So it says, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Did you see? So the reason why Jesus Christ was conceived of the Holy Ghost, I will tell you why. Remember that I said that every man was in the bowels of Adam, making sin imputed in every man, and we were we are made to be responsible for the sins. Right now, it is that if Christ had been conceived by a man or through a man. He would have bare sin in his body, in his life, in his spirit, in his soul, right? But because he was conceived of the Holy Spirit, his spirit was preserved. Are you with me? So that is the wisdom behind being conceived by the Holy Spirit through a virgin to nullify all the claims that he must have been defiled right so and his purpose was defined also he came to give life abundantly john 10 verse 10 to lay down his life john 10 verse 11 and also that he may live that we may live he came to give life abundantly john 10 verse 10 he came to lay down his life john 10 verse 11 so that we might live right so we saw how that the birth of christ was established was um foretold by man or by men also was foretold by angels right and it was born by a woman but conceived by the holy spirit right so and also he laid down his life Oh, sorry for that break. So, 
The prophecy was made by man, also by angels. He was born by a woman, but conceived by the Holy Spirit. And his reason for coming was so defined, first to give life abundantly unto man, and two to lay down his life that he may live. Let me read the scripture verses also so that we may have the understanding. So John 10 verse 10 supports the point that he came to give life abundantly. He said in John chapter 10 and verse 10. Let's read that so that we'll be able to go along. He says that the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they might have life and they may have it more abundantly. Right? So that is why Christ came. And you should know this because communicating to people, Christ has not come to, to give you job. No, 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 no. That is an added value, uh, added value something. The main essence of Christ coming, he said that I have come that they might have life and they might have their money. So when you are communicating the gospel and you are talking about how that you got job, how that you were, you were very, very broke and you had millions the next day, fine, that the acts of God is real. But that is not the gospel. Right, the gospel is centered around Christ, why he came, what he has done for man. Right. Secondly, is that he came to lay down his life that we may live. John chapter 10, verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Did you see? So he came to give his life for the sheep that we may live. Now, because we died in, in the garden of Eden when God banished man, he said that. When the day that you shall eat of these things, you shall die. And man truly ate of it, and God is not a liar. So that means man died. So Christ saying that he came that we may have life is actually true. He knows why he came. He knows why he came. So very, very, very correct. He knows why he came. So um, I'd like to wrap up from here because we are running out of time. Right? So, we'll meet tomorrow by God's grace. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Thank you for opening the eyes of understanding. Thank you for teaching us your word. Father, we ask tonight that you shall please let this word grow and make good trees, make good roots in our life. That we may be able to produce seeds according to your own kind. And that our lives may please you. Father, I ask that this school, as a result of this school, will be able to do the work that you have sent unto us as a witness upon the earth. And your name will be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you very much for joining. God bless you all. We'll meet tomorrow by God's grace. Wow.
okay hello everyone if you can still um hear us right now tomorrow's meeting is by 9 p.m exactly please do well to connect we have run through the outlines up till adam the connection to every man so we are currently on the bridge the gospel being the bridge to the connection to the father in fellowship so please do well tomorrow to join us as we proceed in the class god bless you